We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, abbreviated edition. Running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty, the Joe over the past twenty-four hours. Where you at? I am Dan Day. I've got an abbreviated edition tonight, so we're going to spend about thirty minutes together. Then you get to hang out with Joe Zagaki, Don Bailey Jr. for Hurricanes Rewind, and then Doug Plagans going to get you the pregame and the game, not to mention the postgame, for the Panthers and the Blackhawk. Panthers need to get that win. So in just a few minutes, we're going to hear from Joe Rose Show. They're talking basketball with Brian Geltziler. A lot of moves made today. Geltzi didn't have the hindsight that we have now. Was he right on this morning? Was he kind of on? Or was he totally off? Then Greeny talking to Miami's own NFL insider Jeff Darlington. Right now, let's get inside the headlines. The Heat play the Blazers tonight at 7.30. The Panthers, they take on Chicago tonight at 8. Florida has lost the previous game to the Blackhawks. Jacoby Brissett says he's ready to be a good teammate to fellow quarterback. Tua Tagovailoa, Brissett played with the Colts last season. The Marlins and Bally's Sports Florida have come to terms on a TV deal. Opening day is April 1st against the Rays. Inter-Miami has released its full 2021 MLS schedule. Game 1 is April 18th against the LA Galaxy. Canes forward Sam Wardenberg will return to the team next season. UEFA World Cup qualifying continued today. Some of the marquee matchups included Germany versus Iceland, Spain, Greece, and Hungary facing Poland. Now, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Foul ball at an Angels A's spring training game recently struck a fan's beer, showering his entire section. Golden shower. Oh, and a waste of a $10 beer. After extensive tryouts, a Florida tree frog has been named this year's Cadbury Bunny. I think I speak for everyone when I say they have tryouts to be the Cadbury Bunny? A woman in Great Britain recently found a note on her front door from a secret admirer saying, I will always love you. To sweeten the deal, the person left her two hot dog franks. Ah, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Speaking of roses, Joe Rose in the morning, weekdays, from 6 to 10. He gets his guys together, Zach Krantz in Hollywood, and his regular guest, like NBA insider Brian Geltziler. Geltzi, he did not have the hindsight that we have now, so let's see if he hits. Hits and hits on Miami making moves. Who stays on the Heat's roster in Orlando's fire sale? Ryan Geltziler, founder of HoopsCritic.com, serious editor, contributor as well, 
And you see him on NBA TV once in a while. Our boy Brian's going to join us here on deadline day. I guess you could say a training deadline day. Kelsey, good morning. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, guys. How we doing? Brian, we're, we're, we're doing great. And we're, we're sitting here on uh, the heat. have all of a sudden lost four in a row. Sitting here 22 and 22. We are trying to figure out, do you expect Pat Riley to make the move? Or does he just look and say the big three in the east? Oh no, he's gonna make a move. I mean, I, you know, understanding what happened last year, and granted, the circumstances last year were as unique as unique can get with everybody going into the bubble. But you have a very similar uh, personnel set that went and lost only three games in the Eastern Conference. Now, listen, the complexion of the Eastern Conference has certainly changed. The Sixers are a better team. The Nets are obviously a much, much better team. But I don't think Pat Riley is going to look at that and say, hey, we don't have a chance. I think he has to look at where he can add to this team. And ultimately, Miami's in a pretty favorable position in terms of what they can do in sending expiring contracts out. So right now, I mean, one of the reasons that we're in this holding pattern right now is twofold. Number one, there's, you know, they're waiting for this. Kyle Lowry is the jewel of this trade deadline. And right now you're waiting on a decision from the Raptors on what they're going to do regarding Lowry. And then the other players, Aaron Gordon, everybody's waiting on the magic as well. And what you have is essentially these teams, Toronto and Orlando, were holding out very high prices for these two players and other teams are sitting around waiting for those prices to come down. But I do think once those floodgates open, we're going to see a flurry of deals, not necessarily the most enormous trade deadline, but a quick flurry of deals going into that 3 PM deadline today. And I think Miami certainly in one form or another will have a deal done for someone. Hey, Brian, just to, just to follow up here real quickly and I'll turn over to Zach. Um, you expect Robinson Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero to be part of that deal? Uh, let me separate those, Joe. I don't think Tyler Hero will be part of any deal today. I think Tyler Hero is going to stay with the Heat and will be there. Um, I think Duncan Robinson will be part of a deal. I think if they go – and let me rephrase that. If they're going to go get a Kyle Lowry, even if they got a chance to go get a guy like Aaron Gordon, who's very much coveted out there, I think Duncan Robinson has to be part of one of those deals. The, you know, Duncan Robinson's due for a payday next summer or this summer, I should say. And I think for, when you look at it from Miami's standpoint, they have to make that decision. Do we want to give him all that money or do we have a chance to upgrade that spot? And, and be able to re-sign somebody and not necessarily devote that cap space to Duncan Robinson. If you're looking at a name like a Kyle Lowry, like an Aaron Gordon, I think it's something you do. The question becomes what becomes interesting for Miami is if those other two dominoes drop, Lowry and Gordon, and all of a sudden the guy that you're staring in the face at is Victor Oladipo, then the major decision has to be do we give Duncan Robinson for him? Because Oladipo has not necessarily looked like the same player since that bad quad injury that he had. So I, I don't. that's a big decision that Miami is going to have to make because the other thing about Oladipo is he is going to expect a max contract coming up this offseason, and I just don't know that he's a max player anymore. Do you think Kyle Lowry helps the Heat? Uh, I, guess, I don't want to say compete because they play every night and they're fine with it, but can they beat Brooklyn in a series? Can they beat Milwaukee in a series, Philly in a series, with adding Kyle Lowry to this team? Because I think that's the way I kind of look at all these trades now. Can you beat a team four out of seven times if you add X player? Okay, Zach, you got to break it down this way. So yeah, we can't yeah. group Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee together. You look at what you did against Milwaukee in the playoffs last year. You add Kyle Lowry, you absolutely can be a Milwaukee in a playoff series. You right, must believe right. that you can. And in a similar vein where the Heat played, you know, a, a smaller type of lineup – 
against Milwaukee and had a ton of success. That's a decent formula against the Sixers. And I do think, and, and what's interesting about Lowry here is that that's the huge chief competition for Lowry is the Philadelphia 76ers. So if you not only get Lowry and you keep him from the Sixers, you absolutely have a decent chance to go beat them. Listen, I don't know right now that you're going to be able to add any player at the deadline that's going to give you a better chance to beat Brooklyn. But you also have to position yourself. Listen, Brooklyn has got players that haven't always stayed healthy. Kevin Durant's been out with an injury for a month now, and we don't really know when he's going to come back. Kyrie Irving's in and out of the lineup. Now he's missed a couple of games on a road trip here with with a personal issue. And for, for Irving, we don't know how reliable he is all the time. Blake Griffin's not a guy that's always stayed healthy, and, and he's going to be a guy as you get to the playoffs. He's going to be a more important player for Brooklyn than people think. My point being is that if a domino drops there for Brooklyn and somebody gets hurt, that's a major equalizer for the Heat. So you can't sit back and say, hey, we don't have a chance to beat Brooklyn, so we're not going to add a major piece here. You must put yourself in position that if Brooklyn slips back a little bit, you can go grab that brass ring. Listen, I know Bill Parcells has the old saying, you are what your record says you are. This is not that kind of season this year. The Heat have had a lot of issues. That you know, The COVID protocols have certainly taken a hit with them. They, they have not replaced Jay Crowder, who was a very important player for them. They thought Avery Bradley would be a helpful player as a defender in the backcourt. Hasn't been healthy. Mo Harkless hasn't been healthy either, and when he's played, he hasn't been good. And they have not replaced that spot. So to me, listen, if you can bring in Lowry, fantastic, because he just does so many things well for you. But if it's not Lowry, you still have to be able to figure out a way to replace what you lost in Jay Crowder, who was an enormously important player for them when they had all that success in the bubble. Well, Gelsey, part two of that is if you trade for Lowry, and we found out yesterday you're going to want he's going to want a two-year, $50 million extension, 25 a year. Does that do anything to you when it comes to trading, or, do you, or does it matter? Because he's going, to make, he's going to demand 25 a year for the next two after this. Listen, Zach, you're not giving up Duncan Robinson unless you're going to sign him for two more years. You're not, you don't right, want to give right. up Duncan Robinson for a rental. So to me, that's good news for Miami. I, I, if, you're, if you know that wherever he goes, he's going to look to sign for two more years for an extension, right. you give him that money and you, and you bring him on board. To me, that, that's, that's a bonus. Because the fact is, is one, one of the things where teams, and one of the reasons that this trade deadline, we have not seen deals. I mean, we saw DeLon Wright, Corey Joseph deal last night. But one of the reasons we haven't seen any other deals here is because of that hesitancy regarding uh, these, a lot of these guys are rentals. Now, Gordon's not a rental. Oladipo can be a rental. Lowry can be a rental. You have to know that there's a reasonable number to re-sign these guys to bring them back. And, 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 let's be, and, and, and Andre Drummond, the same thing. Let's be frank about it. $25 million a year, even at this age for Lowry, not on a long-term deal. Is a, is decent value for him? It really is. So I, to me, that makes him more attractive to the Heat, not less. I had a bunch of different things, but I want to get back to Aaron Gordon now. So it looks like he was kind of like, yeah, I want out, and then I'm frustrated with the lose, and then, well, do I really want out? Like he looks like he's a really good player. I know he's had some problems with staying healthy, like so many guys, by the way, in that league right now. Would you get rid of him, or would you try to work it out? Orlando has trouble getting good players to go there. It, you know, here I would if I could get the right price for him, I would trade him. And the reason I would is because I, I Orlando's not going anywhere, no. and you really kind of need to redo this thing. And I think Busevich is going to go in the offseason also. I think Orlando has been stuck in the middle for a really long time, Joe. It's NBA purgatory, and this year they finally have sunken close to the bottom. And when you get stuck in the middle, no. you got to either 
figure out a way to make a move up a la Brooklyn like they were able to do or a move down to kind of break down the whole thing and start with younger guys and go full-blown rebuild and get everything you can. And I think Orlando's next move is to the bottom. So I, so to me, if Gordon can get you – if he doesn't get you a ton of value, it doesn't make sense to trade him. He's only 25 years old. However, if you can get a ton of value for him, you want to start over that way because keep one thing in mind about Gordon. You have a ton of position redundancy there with him and Jonathan Isaac, and they're way invested in Jonathan Isaac. They just signed him to a big contract extension in a year where the guy's not even playing because he's got a knee injury. So Gordon doesn't really fit there. So I think you have to go get value for him. As far as Gordon's concerned with pulling back on, you know, not being so sure about a trade, you know, I had a conversation All-Star Weekend with Bradley Beal, and Beal said something really interesting about his own desire or lack thereof for a trade. So once you request a trade and tell them you want out, it all leaves your control. And you don't know that you're not going to go to a situation that's frankly worse than the one that you're in. And I think Gordon has had a little bit of an epiphany there with the fact that he asked out, he was about to get dealt to the Houston Rockets and he made it very clear he didn't want to go to the Rockets. And the Rockets didn't give two first-round picks for him. So it, it's, there's worse situations than where he is now. Yeah. He doesn't want to go to a worse situation. With all that said, I would be surprised if the Denver Nuggets don't step up with a major offer. Pretty much anything valuable that they have that doesn't involve Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, or Jamal Murray, I would think they would put forth here. They are. I mean, they got blown out by the Raptors last night by 24. They have a major issues on the defensive end of the floor, and they needed to, they needed to keep Jeremy Grant and add a player like him. They lost Jeremy Grant. I, Gordon's a guy that they need desperately on the defensive end of the floor. And I, I, if I listen, if I'm Tim Connolly, I overpay for Gordon to make sure I bring him in and surround him with those other three players. So you sound like you expect everything to be uh, pretty aggressive today, pretty active before 3 o'clock. Well, all right, I'm going to give you a handful of names of guys that I think are going to move. All right, so I said Lowry, I said Gordon, I said Oladipo. Andre Drummond is going to move in one form or another. The Cavs would be silly not to at least take a, a second, a couple of second-round picks for him to bring him in as opposed to buying him out. So I, I certainly think he's going to move. Um, a couple of guys that, I, if you had asked me last week, I thought we're going to move. I'm not as sure now. Lowry marketing in Chicago. I know there's been a lot of chatter about him. Chicago is not going to re-sign him coming up in the offseason, but he could also be a guy that they do something with draft week so they're not going to necessarily take you know pennies on the dollar for him just to move him now and the other guy that's interesting is Lonzo Ball so I, I think Lonzo Ball is a guy that you know very well could move here but also it's got to be the right kind of offer for Lonzo Ball I know the Bulls had offered something for him and it really wasn't even close to enough I know the Clippers would love to have him but the question is do they don't really have first round a first round pick to throw in a deal to be able to get him even though they have a couple of really good young players the Pelicans may be interested in so I, I think those two guys may not necessarily go here with things having kind of been in like this this glut that we've been in in waiting for Lowry and Gordon to go and having price tags be higher than buyers want those price tags to be. Yeah. Keep one thing in mind, guys, which is interesting this year, and I and, and I do think some price tag, a lot of price tags are going to drop. It's a great year to tank. It's a it's an, an amazing <laughs> amazing draft, and there's not a lot of teams tanking, guys. There's not a lot of teams that are like kind of floating to the bottom here. So it's not a bad year to go in the tank as long as you have your own draft pick. So that's what's going to be interesting. And I think we, we, we will get a surprise name or two that goes. Keep an eye on Atlanta. I know John Collins is a guy that they wanted to move. They don't necessarily want to pay his price tag. But I've heard rumblings that they're looking to move Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is a really talented wow. young player. And there's 
work ethic issues there big time. The Hawks are not thrilled with him. They may want to see if they can get off him now before his value really starts to plummet. Brian, it's great having you, man. Thank you so much. A lot of Thanks, stuff to Kelsey. watch today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, buddy. Always my pleasure, guys. Fun day today, and we'll definitely talk soon. Take care. I will tell you that NBA trade deadline gets intense. Watching, moving, grooving. Hopefully the rest of the season will play out intense for our Miami Heat. Speaking of intensity, let's get intense on football with Greeny. So the Jets at two who have options, the Dolphins at three who have options, and a few others. Do you think that comes into play somewhere over the next month in the Russell Wilson conversation? Well, the ammunition exists, right? Jeff Darlington joined the show next with some of his insight in the NFL here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. How do you do? I am Dan Day at Dan Day Radio on social media. Got an abbreviated version today simply because we got a lot going on at the radio station in just a couple of minutes. Joe Zagaki, Don Bailey Jr. going to get you going with Hurricanes Rewind, get you caught up on the U. And then Doug Plagan's got your Panthers Blackhawks pregame starting at 7.30. But right now, let's get into the game. I'm talking football with Greeny and Miami's own Jeff Darlington talking about the Bears quarterback. And Russell Wilson, could he be making a stop in Miami? Standing NFL insider for us. He's with me on the Goodyear Hotline. What do you think of this thing, Darlington? You saw the reaction to it last night. What do you make of the whole thing? The, the second that I saw that tweet, uh, QB1, with a picture of Andy Dalton as the Bears quarterback, I literally thought of you. Like, and I don't know why. I just thought, wow, that's a good A block for Greeny today on uh, Get Up. It just, I mean, that was just, that was a layup for you. And I think, I think what we all have to remember here with the Bears, in their defense, they weren't the ones chasing Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the one who was originally chasing them. He's the one who started the whole thing by putting Chicago out uh, through his agent on the record with Adam Schefter. And the Bears did make a run at him. They did. I'm so, like, I, I refuse to believe anything other than that. And honestly, I'm still not convinced that Pete Carroll just walked away like, you know what, on second thought, Russ is my guy. We're all good here. Like, I, I'm not saying Russell Wilson winds up with the Bears. I am saying that the Russell Wilson situation on its own does not feel conclusive to me. That being said, if we're just looking at the Bears angle, they're doing what they have to do. Russ didn't wind up there, not by Chicago's fault. They, off, they went in. They offered a lot. They tried to get the guy. You know, I, I just, I have a tough time. I get the jokes about Andy Dalton. That's what happens to any quarterback who succumbs to mediocrity, uh, if we want to call it mediocrity, for several years, whether it's his fault or anybody else. I understand that. Right. But I just, I, I, I just think, to your point, I think that this is not such a bad situation for Chicago. Right. I'm with that. But that, that said, someone, help me with this. And when I say someone, I mean specifically you in this case, Jeff. What exactly is going on with Russell? The, the, the passive aggressiveness between yeah. the two sides in this is, well, I mean, from a distance, it's fascinating and it's very important. It, it will be extremely consequential how it turns out. The draft starts five weeks from tonight. What is your best read from the people you talk to on what is going on there and the possibility that he still winds up getting traded somewhere before the draft? It, it doesn't feel passive-aggressive to me. Like, I understand that's the inclination because it's all these weird, you know, cryptic reports and stuff. But, I mean, look, Russell Wilson said, I, I, you know, I don't want to be traded, but if I was traded, like, try going up to your wife and saying that. You know, like try, try that move on your wife. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get a divorce, but if I do get a divorce, here's the four names 
uh, that I'll probably end up with if I leave you that I'm willing to date. Like it does. Like this is not passive aggressive. Do we do we get any sense? Like, have we seen the kumbaya come out of Seattle yet? I, I personally have not. I, I have not heard whether privately in my conversations or publicly felt any sense of conclusiveness that both sides are suddenly happy and they're ready to roll this thing forward in 2021. I'm not saying that, I mean, when you look at the teams that Russ named, those teams are all trying to proceed forward because they don't feel like it's happening. Look, man, if this thing just, if it, if it deteriorates any more than it has to this point, to me, I think that I, I just think the price comes down. I think that, I think that the, the divorce, whether this offseason or next, becomes imminent. I'm with that. Agrini and Jeff Darlington. So let's let's then consider, if you're Seattle, what you want back. Everyone I ask this question to says what they want back is a young quarterback they can start over with, with on a rookie salary cap and try and win yeah. that way. So that brings into play the teams at the top of the draft because all the, the these, these young quarterbacks are all going at the top of the draft. So the Jets at two who have options, the Dolphins at three who have options, and a few others. Do you think that comes into play somewhere over the next month in the Russell Wilson conversation? Well, the ammunition exists, right? Like, that's the thing. Uh, John Schneider, in my opinion, um, and I think widely recognized around the NFL, my opinion doesn't matter as much as the people I talk to, is, is considered one of the top five, I would say, general managers in the NFL. So, like, he's really, I think he's capable of getting creative enough if it's a team that Russ will go to and they can figure out the ammunition, like if we talk about like a potential three, three team trade, something where even if it's not, you know, Russ doesn't want to go to Miami say, but, but Miami's willing to give up the third pick uh, to somebody to, to, to load up, you know, in future years. Like, I just think as we get closer to the draft, I am, I am buckling up. I think that this is going to be a fascinating week before the draft in terms of the potential movement of some of these teams. Me too, 100%. I think that's exactly right, and Wilson is the biggest name in all of it, Greeny and Jeff Darlington. Um, going back to the second pick in the draft, that's really where it all begins because we, we can just write Trevor Lawrence's name on the card now in Jacksonville right. at number one. The Jets have an interesting decision to make there. They're, they're acting like they haven't made it yet. I don't know what's true and what's not. What do you think they're going to do? I wish I could tell you, Greeny, and I know you want to know. <laughs> yes, yes, I, just, I, do. I don't know. I, I'm so I, I am not. I'm not convinced that I, I know or understand Joe Douglas yet as a general manager. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know there's opinions about everything that exists out there, uh, and I know that there's a lot of people for and against Sam Darnold. I just. I'm just curious to see what Joe Douglas does. I'm not necessarily sold that they are convinced that Sam Darnold is the future. That being said, I think that they have to evaluate those guys that are there at number two and say, are they better than Sam Darnold is right now? And if they can say yes, then you draft him. I mean, I guess it's as simple as that. That's right. There are a few other, yeah, and because and, and they're cheaper no matter what happens, or at least more salary cap uh, organized or whatever the word right. I'm looking at. You know, they fit true. into yep. their drawer. Um, of the salary cap for the next several years. So yes, if in fact that breaks a tie, Darnold has to be better than the other options, maybe even markedly better than the other options. I think That's for the point. Jets to go That's that way. That's a good way. point, especially especially when you start considering the rookie wage scale and all those kinds of factors. So so yeah, that, that's a good point. Maybe markedly better is better than saying just simply better. L- let me ask you a about a couple better. other quarterback situations. Patriots just sure. spent a trillion dollars on players. Do they have their quarterback on their team right now? fascinated by that one i don't think so i mean did we see the quarterback on the team last season and what has changed going into this season i mean to me um you could spend money on those guys uh tom curran up in up in boston one of the respected writers up there had a really good observation about the fact that 
Belichick has drafted pretty poorly in the past several years to the point where he doesn't really have his own players to even pay. So, like, of course he has to go pay other guys. He's, of course he's got to bring another other outside talent. But that does not remedy what's happening at quarterback. And to me, the real interesting part there is it was the narrative for years was that players would take less to stay in New England. Like, if you want the premier payday, you had to leave. So is, does that still exist? Is Belichick bringing guys in on the cheap? It didn't feel like that in free agency. And if that's the case, he's going to have to get better play from his quarterback, you could argue, than he was even getting in Brady's last year. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily – I'm not convinced that the Patriots have done enough this offseason – to move closer to the Bills in terms of the top of the AFC East. That's right. And again, right now, Cam Newton, who is getting his contract, basically guarantees him backup money. Um, they're, they're not in any way beholden to that. The, the other one is Philly. All the talk out of there suggests that they're going to go forward with Jalen Hurts and they bring in Joe Flacco, who at this point figures right. to be a backup. Is that it? Are they done with the quarterback situation there? Feels like it. I mean, I'm a, I don't know how much more ammunition, you know, they could they could muster to really make any more of a move than that. Um, to me, it feels like you're, you're going to see what you have in Jalen. I don't I don't look. I don't think Joe Flacco is. I mean, what, what's the word we always joke about with an elite? Like, I don't think he's he's near that level anymore. So um, I think that is a natural backup fit. Anybody who's viewing that as otherwise is has uh, has has forgotten the past five, six years. So. To me, that says, yeah, we're going with Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco's our backup. See how that winds up playing out. Darlington, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for a few minutes, my man. I will see you soon. Love you, brother. Thank you, man. Great insight there from our very own Jeff Darlington. Yeah, that guy. He's making it happen all over the world, but he's from right here in Miami. We're going to stay right here in Miami, but I am getting out of here. Going to go out, have a little bit of fun tonight. Maybe get an Argentine Fugaza pizza in my neighborhood. I've been meaning to try it. Hopefully it's really good. You stick around, try some Joe Zagaki and Don Bailey Jr. Hurricanes Rewind, followed by Doug Plagans and the Panthers Blackhawks. Let's go Panthers. Let's go Heat. Let's go back tomorrow right here and hang out for another edition of 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.